The views and opinions expressed by guests on the TWBC podcast are solely those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views of nor constitute an endorsement by the host, TWBC or the advertisers. National Championships, Confederation Championships, World Championships, major professional events. For over three decades, he has been there for many of the sport's greatest moments. And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing. From the founder and creator of the Water Ski Broadcasting Company comes the TWBC Podcast. And now here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Greetings, everyone. I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot, and this is the TWBC Podcast. I'm here at the Isles of Lake Hancock getting ready for the King of Darkness uh, event, uh, which is going to feature some of the world's top jumpers and uh, some great talent across the board from many of the pro athletes across the world. And uh, one of those uh, great athletes that we'll see is uh, is Charlie Ross, who set the world on fire a few weeks ago, uh, becoming the youngest ever skier to run 39 and a half off and put a score into 41 off. So, Charlie Ross, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. How about you? Not too bad. Not too bad. So, uh, take uh, take us back a few weeks. Uh, Swiss Pro Slalom coming in. Uh, I think it was the second round, wasn't it, yeah. uh, that you that you put that score up? I mean, just, just the picture of you, just like slow motion, freeze frame, just that, that, that just moment of absolutely unabated joy i mean that that must have been a, a a pivotal moment for you yeah it was a um it was definitely a big deal um first round i fell at five ball so i was i was a little nervous because i went into that tournament with the goal of running it like i really wanted to run it like i've been training training really hard this winter with the goal of running it this winter so after falling first round you get a little nervous and this the second round we had to start at 35 so it was a little scary and 38 i I barely survived, but um, no, I was a good 39. It was exciting. So how many? So how often do you get to train going in at 35 off? I mean, was it? Is it something that your that your dad uh, Drew Ross uh, gets you to to practice once in a while? Or is it some? Is, is it like a one off? And knowing knowing the kind of tournament that you have ahead? Well, I mean, that was the first time I had ever started at 35. Like, I'd, wow. Yeah, but I usually do a couple sets where I start at 38 or I start at 32. I just go back and forth between those two. So never really 35, but. It, it, I mean, it was it was interesting, definitely. So, for an event that uh, that is basically grounded in consistency between one pass or another, you know, you try and change it up a little bit. It seems, you know, we're starting at thirty-two and 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 at, and at thirty-eight, kind of. So, variety seems to be the thing that uh, that that keeps things going for you uh, so far. As slalom is going. Would would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. I mean, definitely, you don't want to get stuck in your own way in practice because then let's say you show up to a tournament and the wind's the wrong direction for the pass you want to take for your hardest pass so you have to always have a base where you can change back and forth and and not lose lose that lose that edge kind, yeah. of, kind of deal yeah, exactly. all right then so uh now that you've put a pass at 39 and a half off under your belt and you've pro- and your stock has risen a lot of people that never knew you before are now suddenly your best friends, you know, along, along the shore side, giving you congratulations and stuff. But now the level of ex- expectation ramps up. You know, every, it seems like every single time that you go to a tournament now that it's the, that are better than average conditions, 
we're expecting Charlie Ross to freaking smoke 39 and a half off and put a score into 41, but the reality is a lot different than that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, every, usually I run it in practice every day, but um, it's, a, it's a different beast in tournament, so it does raise the expectations a bit. Uh, my second score right now is four, so, I mean, definitely this weekend I'm going to want to up it as well as me getting to 41 and, yeah. Okie dokie. So, uh... So let, let's go a little bit. Uh, let's let's go a little bit tech savvy with some of, with some of our uh, listeners. You know, I mean, you do get the occasional listener that wants to wants to hone in on what other, what other skiers do so far as ski setup and all that kind of stuff. So, what kind of ski do you ride right now? Right now, I'm on the D3 Ion. Uh huh. Um, size 66, but I go back and forth between a 66 and a 67. Okay, rationale behind that. Um, I mean, 66 is better at the buoy. I feel like it's 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 slower at the buoy which you can control more but uh i mean 67 is just a faster ski it's faster behind the boat faster at the buoy so if i feel like it just depends on i mean sometimes it's too fast for me because i'm i'm on the smaller end for it um like i have a lot of talks with freddie and nate about what they think about it uh differing different opinions um nate went to it early a 67 early but um yeah i mean it just depends on how I feel. If I if I feel slow, then maybe I want the 67. But right now, the 66 is working. So yeah. Okay. So how so how far out from a major tournament like say the under 17 or the under 21 worlds? You know, do you kind of lock into to a particular setup and stay with it? I mean, right now I'm, I'm I've kind of made the decision to lock in on the 66. But I mean, Freddie talks about it as finding your base and sticking to a base, and I agree with that. I think it's important to have that that line and have that consistency on a ski he um he said when he was picking skis to go to d3 he, that he was on a bunch of skis trying a bunch of them and he kept changing back and forth and eventually you lose you lose that base and you lose that consistency between a ski okay so. all right then so uh, obviously your dad drew ross certainly one of the finest line skiers canada has ever produced uh, uh, does he still hold the Canadian national record, or, or has that since been broken? I think that's uh, Jason right now. That's, Jay that's Jason now, I guess, guess relatively short amount of time time ago. But before Jason, it was Drew with the Canadian record, I guess, so yeah, into, into 41 off. So, uh, something you got your eye on? I mean, I think I think that's not for a while, because I would need a piece of six bar to uh, break it. But, um, I mean, that's that's the end goal, but it's, it's a long-term goal, not a... Okay, obviously, uh, we touched upon Drew Ross, uh, pro probably your primary coach, but obviously you, you hinted uh, that, that you take, uh, you take, take some cues coaching-wise from, from other skiers within the D3 stable. So how, how different is their approach to slant skiing compared to what your dad advocates that you do? Yeah, I mean, it's not different in a sense. It's just getting different like different sayings and different stuff to click like when i'm struggling i do a lot of skiing with um andrew bergman um uh -huh. that works at our lake i mean he's very good at okay this this phrase or this isn't clicking so we got to find something for you to try that will or like all right so you're having a hard time turning one ball so why is that so you're inside you're not so i'm saying okay draw everything to the high point well how are you going to do that maybe think inside hip up or maybe think handle all the way up like just, just stuff like that. Just getting no, no. It's it's basically like you know someone tells you to like bring your hips forward, but the same motion could be achieved by squeezing your shoulder blades together, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's just a different way of getting getting the result. And if if one way is not clicking, you got to find a way around it. So I think between my dad, 
um, Andrew Bergman, uh, Nate, Freddie, just a bunch of other skiers that I can talk to. Um, if I'm struggling, then then I can help get that get that uh, goal. Okay, so you're, you're obviously eligible to compete in the Junior World Championships, the Under-17 Worlds and the Under-21 Worlds, uh, one event after the other. And obviously being that young yeah, I mean I could just see by the looks of you you can you, you can you can go you can go to a restaurant eat everything on the menu and still not put on a, a, pound, a pound of weight but is there any kind of workout regimen that you that you uh, that you have or any kind of fitness regimen that that keeps you in the shape necessary to make to make these attempts at 41 honestly not a ton I don't work out that much but um no, me and my dad are set on a certain weight that I have to be at to ski. Like, a lot of people think bulking up and being the heaviest they can be and the most muscles is the best way to ski. But, I, I mean, my theory is it's not. The, my theory is the lighter you are, the faster you'll be on the ski, the faster you'll be able to move. And then from there, it's just technique. You don't need muscle. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, so as long as you stay light and as long as you stay relatively nimble, then you've then you always got a chance. Yeah, exactly. it, 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 would, it would seem so. Under 17 World Championships, under 21 Worlds uh, coming up. It's uh, in a in a in a few weeks' time, as towards the beginning of August. So, obviously, you have a great chance in in finishing on the podium, if not winning in those particular events. And there are two major events back to back, so that must uh, uh, that must put a bit of mental strain on you a little bit when you're having to 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 go for two major title events back to back I would say yeah I mean it's it's definitely stressful but I mean it's been the goal of the whole way so I'm more excited than it obviously there's going to be some great competitors so podium's not a lock like I mean Fede is going to be there like Hermio um there's just a lot of good skiers that'll be there so it'll be exciting I'm really excited to go ski there so yeah so do you keep an eye on who uh, on whoever else is is in your division how they're competing check on the results check the latest webcast or anything like that do you do you go all out on re on recon on the on those skiers or do you just let whatever happens happen so far as your knowledge based upon other, what other skiers are doing yeah i mean i always watch the webcast and everything but not really for scouting and like looking at other competitors more than just to love watching skiing and love being being able to watch and be around the sport as much as I can but um the other competitors like I mean I know every every competitor has that ability in them to run 39 in a day or run deep 39 so it's just whoever can do it on that day so I wouldn't say I scout I scout as much for the skiers or I watch every detail of theirs because that's not really going to help my skiing it's just going to be who's going to do it on that day so uh, you, you just kind of hinted in that answer that that you are a genuine fan of the sport, aren't you? I mean, it, you, you don't you don't just put yourself in this bubble and and not really care too much about whatever else is doing. But I mean, you're out here watching the jump in here. You know, you saw like Freddy Krueger bust out a huge jump on his first attempt, and you're saying, "Wow!" But uh, but yeah, you're a true fan of the sport. I mean, and you know, and how. When was the first time you ever got on top of the water? Because I'm sure you had plenty of encouragement for that. Yeah, I mean, my dad used to um, pull me and my sister on the beach when we were very, very little. I don't remember the exact time I uh, like first skied, but I'm I'm guessing with a boom when I was like four-ish, three wow. or four-ish. So I mean, I've been, but I've been around the sport, watching, my, going to my dad's tournaments or going to my sister's tournaments. I've been around it the whole time. So being around it, you always get a sort of a sort of like passion for it, and. Originally, I didn't think I was going to be a skier. I didn't. 
I don't know, I just, at first I didn't love it, but as obviously I love it now and I've grown to love it, but I mean, I just loved being able to watch it. I think you'll find that's the case with a lot of families, you know, the, where, 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 the, where, the, where the parents have established themselves as, as great skiing athletes. And then when it comes down to the kids, the kids just want absolutely nothing, nothing to do with the sport. They'd rather put a tennis, have a tennis racket in their hands or play soccer or do something else other than get on top of the water and compete. But, uh, but fair play for you, uh, to you for actually sticking with 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 the sport and and your sister as well i mean how much of an of an encouragement does she bring to the table i mean she's like multiple time world champion in 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 open and in age category right now yeah i mean just being able to train with her like she knows how to prep for a big tournament she knows all the details and how to get yourself in that mind setting where you're you're dialed in and you're not you're not nervous you're not you're not you're not a mess before a tournament so she's definitely good to be around like before the masters I was stressing a ton like it, it's a big event obviously it's something that I dreamed about skiing for a while so when it finally gets there you're 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 nervous your your heart's beating you're you're going crazy it seems like but she's really good at just getting in that mindset hey it's okay what's gonna happen all right you're gonna miss your opener oh well or you know she's really good at getting you in that mindset and and dialing you in before a tournament excellent stuff now 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 you're now you're an athlete that i mean you're obviously based here at the Isles of lake hancock or the drew ross water ski academy just down the road here a big big shout out to him but how important is you to cut uh how how important is it for you to vary things up so far as location because i understand that during the summer you actually pack up your vehicle head on over uh, uh, to ontario isn't that right and you you have your like little log cabin and everything on a lake and ski a bit up there how important is you is it for you to vary that up yeah i mean uh we actually leave on sunday so it's oh. a lot of packing right now it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's all for us just packing and getting ready but um no i mean it's definitely special i mean that lake it's a cold water lake it has some rock next to it so it does get a little bumpy but i mean it prepares you for harder conditions like you're not skiing on a 67 inch slant ski up there i take eh, it <laughs> maybe i don't know we'll see we'll see when we get up there but um i mean obviously at winter ground water ski like it's pretty prime conditions like it's never really that windy it's it's always calm it's always glass the water's hot you can it's it's a place where you can run prime scores um in canada it's a little harder i mean you can still run those big scores but it's definitely it definitely it definitely is harder so it, i think it's really neat to go and train there because then you're more prepared for those big tournaments right like that you've had the dream start to the season you've gotten through 39 and put us put a score into 41 off what what completes the dream so far as the season goes well i mean i think that um running 39 again and potentially getting a piece of two baud at 41 to really claim that U17 world record as my own because right now I'm tied with um, Fede and obviously Open Master or uh, Open World, sorry. Um, it's it's a long shot. I, I think I would need I need a two or three at 41 to maybe get a wild card spot or anything for Team Canada. But um, I mean it's it's the big goal. So okay, but you're already in the world championships the elite worlds based upon your 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 individual scores you could ski as an individual is that right or correct but um i don't think for open worlds i don't think i'm in yet not in yet yeah. okay i'm in for u21 and u17 but open worlds is still still one that i really would like to get into i know it's it's a bit it's a bit ambitious and a bit long out but i mean it's it's the goal it's it's good to, to be ambitious. It's good to be ambi ambitious in this sport. It it, dri it drives you certainly. 
But anyway, so uh, as we round off uh, this uh, podcast, uh, any shout outs you want to give, any thanks and what have you type deal? Uh, I mean, thank you to obviously my dad and Andrew Bergman for priming me for the season and getting me ready and getting me training and like really working on stuff. And yeah, it's going to be a good summer, good, good year going forward. It's exciting to be a part of it. And yeah. All right, excellent stuff. And uh, that was uh, Charlie Ross, and uh, he will be uh, uh, competing in the Under-17, Under-21 World Championships and assure many, many more events uh, uh, towards the end of the season. I'm Tony Lightfoot. This has been uh, the latest episode of the TWBC podcast, and uh, we'll hope to, uh, to check in with you very, very soon. But for now, it's goodbye. WBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC podcast.